0: That's ro.co slash IDO. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash do. I do podcast episode 30.
1: Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah.
0: Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about? Or a relationship question you'd like answered? Email us at info at IDUPodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Carmelia
1: Ray.
2: Hi Carmelia.
1: Hey guys. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? We're great. Excellent. Very
0: excited for you to be on our show. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Carmelia Ray is an author, speaker, online dating expert, and certified dating coach. Carmelia is the chief marketing officer at Instant Chemistry, a biotech company based in Toronto, focused on genetic matchmaking. Carmelia has been working in the dating industry for over 22 years. She currently writes for Inside Fitness Magazine, Your Tango, Plenty of Fish, Lava Life, Dating Advice, and other popular online publications. Carmelia is also the founder of her own blog, DatingLoveAndSexTips.com.
0: We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships.
1: Well, um, I, I, I've i been in the dating, I was introduced to the dating business, um, started working with a matchmaking company back in 1992. And I just think that relationships have a tremendous impact in all areas of our life, whether it's, you know, business, family, um, everything. Uh, relationships, we, we form relationships with people all the time. And so I'm really um, privileged that I've had the opportunity of working with people in coming up with solutions to helping them find the type of person that they're looking for. So it's just an honor for me on a daily basis to work with singles in this capacity and with couples as well in identifying ways that they can keep that relationship uh, going as well.
2: Awesome. Well, our topic today is a very interesting one that we haven't really talked about But things you should know about dating a divorced guy. But I also want to apply that to about dating a divorced girl because I think a lot of them uh, can apply the same way. Sure. So the first thing I'll ask you is what's the main thing we should know about dating a divorced guy or girl? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, well, I think you contacted me because I did write an article about about this particular topic. Uh-huh. Yep. and I mentioned I mentioned three points that I felt were important to know when it comes to dating a divorced guy or girl in this matter. Um, and I think what I'll start with is the fact that at the end of the day, we all have relationships, and and sometimes when you look at the label "divorced." What that means is that this person was once married in a committed relationship and now they're divorced from that. And and often people associate the label of divorce uh, with failure or there must be something wrong with this person. And so they think, you know, what do I need to know about dating a divorced guy? So there's there certainly pros and cons to that. My first tip of with that was to say that it's not all that different from dating any kind of guy. Because in my opinion, we've all had relationships and we've had relationships that have failed, whether they're long-term or short-term. So being divorced just means that you ended up meeting somebody that you thought you were committed to and it didn't work out for whatever those reasons are. So I think um, one cautionary tip that I would say for both guys and girls is to be careful not to associate someone who's divorced as someone with damaged goods, or someone with a lot of baggage, do you guys get that a lot?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there can actually be, you know, pros to to dating absolutely. a divorced guy. And I know one of those one of those things will be one that we discuss later. But really, one of the first things that you mention is not to be jealous of the relationship that that guy had in his previous marriage.
1: Absolutely, and I think it becomes. A little more uh, challenging or complicated when the divorced person has to maintain a relationship because of children. Um, and because there are, are things that perhaps they had a business together or perhaps, you know, when you are divorced or with somebody for a long time and you divorce that person, you, you don't always divorce everything about that person. You've built relationships with their family, with their friends. So it's important to know that, hey, this person lived a life and you have to be considerate of the fact that just because they're with you now, you can't expect them to all of a sudden cut off their left arm because, you know, you're jealous of that left arm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really important that you come into it knowing that they're with you now and to not look for... Um, things that would be, you know, they, a lot of times people look for things in in that relationship because of their own insecurity. So, yes, I don't think, I wouldn't advise somebody to be jealous because that was a person who was once part of their life. And I, and I think that they should acknowledge the fact that, uh, you know, this was a relationship that they once had and not to be jealous of it.
2: Absolutely. And is there ever a time when someone that's dating a divorced uh person may need to examine if they're really over the previous relationship I would imagine if someone's divorced they've they've gone through a pretty pretty in-depth and they know that they're done but maybe the person still has feelings
1: I, I think it really depends you know uh, we're trying in a situation situation by situation typically when someone starts to date a divorced man you would assume there was a certain period of time that is past. If you're there's a difference from somebody who's divorced and then somebody who may be separated. Um, clearly there are some signs if if the man that you're with that's divorced is spending more time and more energy on this past relationship than the current one, then then those to me are some obvious red flags to say Hmm. Um, there is something not right about this particular situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there is the divorced man does need to uh, deal with responsibilities, but has to be in a position. You have to know if you're with somebody who's ready to be and open to being in a new relationship. So, all things being said, if he's spending time with with you and just spending the necessary time he needs to, to deal with the other relationship, that's one thing. Um, but to demand uh, the divorced man's attention seven days a week, every single night, and not allow him the freedom to see his children or to meet with the ex-wife for whatever the reason, if it's a business or something they need to take care of, that's when you really need to... Um, take account of the amount of time he's spending with you or with this or in former life, if you will.
0: Absolutely. And and like you said, noticing some red flags, seeing how he deals with time management with his children and an ex-wife can kind of be a red flag if it's not what you think is the best situation for a future relationship with him.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that it, it, here's the other side of it. Some Sometimes, if the divorce was your the person you're dating's decision, it sometimes can be very different than if you're dating a man who was divorced not by his choice mm-hmm. and therefore may still be in love with his ex. <laughs> so, I mean, right. that that's a real situation. And if you're dating somebody who ended a relationship with someone on his accord or on her terms, then that should give you a lot more confidence than dating the quote unquote dumpy, you know, the guy right. that mm-hmm. not have wanted to end that relationship. Those are some things to be considerate of. Do you really want to invest your time in a relationship with, with somebody who's not ready to be in a, in a receiving relationship with you when they're still, you know, carrying some of this this excess weight or his own insecurities coming into that relationship? That, that would be a con in this situation
2: yeah definitely something to consider uh, another thing to think about that you had mentioned is not to assume that there's something wrong with them uh, in and because they're single and and have been divorced i I feel like the preconceived ideas and and assuming can be detriment to these relationships
1: I, you know I'll give it a, an example of you know men and women nowadays who in their forties late forties or fifties are single and they've never been married and they could be carried with the label. Yes, I'm single. no, I've never been married, but I swear there's nothing wrong with me. You know, they almost have to say, I swear there's nothing wrong with me. And the same thing with a divorced man and a divorced woman. Again, when they come from the perspective of, you know, not wanting to have ended that relationship and it wasn't their choice, sometimes the person in that position, has a more challenging time with getting over it, but they also might have a challenging time with the perception that other people perceive them as. Mm -hmm. In the same token, if you're a single person who's looking for love and making the assumption that this person is damaged goods just because they were divorced, no one knows the circumstances of why that marriage ended and why that relationship ended. And, And I do go back to the fact that Uh, There are many relationships that have ended in long term where they lived together a long time, but they didn't have the quote-unquote piece of paper that said they were married. And so, in effect, there's something wrong with all of us if that were the case, right? Right. Yeah, We we can all carry a label that I'm not good at relationships or whatever the case is. The bottom line is they just haven't met the right person for them. And that's the, that's the, the attitude that I would go with
0: one of the things you mentioned in the beginning is there can be some pros to dating a divorced guy. And one of those pros that you mentioned in the article is that divorced men can understand and appreciate the value of making a relationship
1: work. Oh, a hundred percent. And again, sometimes at the cost of our mistakes in a relationship and I'll, and I'll take a divorced man, for example, when I've spoken to hundreds, literally hundreds of guys that have said, I screwed up or she screwed up. But in that screw up or in the circumstances, they're like, I learned a lot. It was a really hard lesson, but I can't wait to be in another relationship because I want to apply all these things I learned and I want to make this, I want to like, it's almost like they're putting their best foot forward because they didn't know that they were putting their worst foot forward. Right. You know, now that have gone through this, they're almost better for it and they can't wait to be able to apply these skills and this new energy and this new attitude into a relationship. So if the result of that was, you know what, I'm in tune with who I am, I know what I'm looking for, I know when I'm being closed off, I know when I'm being a bit of a bully, and I know when I need to back down, as an example. If these are some of the lessons they've learned, they're actually better off for it. So. And again, if you've never been in a marriage and you don't appreciate it, what it's like to share your life with someone and to not quibble about the toothpaste and the toilet seat and the, you know, getting out of the shower and (laughs) your underwear (laughs) on the floor, like these things that you get, that you don't know until you're with somebody, you're you're prepared for that. It's like you've got your training wheel, your relationship training wheels done and you're better for it. So some women that I've learned, uh, almost say to me one of their prerequisites. I only want to date somebody who's been married too because they get it. Right, you know, it's, and that's a, that's a, that's a bonus. Well, I love
0: that little analogy you had. It's relationship with training wheels.
1: Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, there's you know, marriage um, for some people is not what they expected it to be, and for others, it's more than what they expected. So when you come out of a relationship and you really learn. The lessons that you needed to learn, uh, you know, and and you're able to apply that. You almost come into it with a with a newer excitement. It's like, okay, this time I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to make this mistake, or I'm going to recognize when I'm being this way, or I'm going to ask for more feedback, and I'm going to take the criticism and not um, let it affect my whole day. You know, to understand kind of where this person is coming from. So. So that's definitely a a bonus when you're dating somebody who's had relationship experience.
0: Well, that's great. And I'll just do a little recap again for, for our listeners. So some things to think about when they're dating a divorced guy is don't be jealous about the relationship with his kids or his ex. Don't assume that there must be something wrong with him. And that's why he's single. And sometimes divorced men just Will understand and appreciate the value of making a relationship work. So we really appreciate those tips. And I know our, our listeners will uh, really be able to relate to those.
2: Divorce men or women?
0: Or women. Yes, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's gender neutral. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Great. Well, what
0: do you find is the most common reason couples struggle in preventing divorce?
1: Well, wow, um, how to prevent rewards, or what, what are their common struggles? What, what do they struggle with?
2: Struggle with their relationship.
1: Um, okay. So some of the common issues that people struggle with, it, number one is communication. And, and sometimes that communication isn't learned until you, you have a conflict, Okay, everything's wonderful and rosy, but as soon as you get into a situation where you've never been down that road before, and you and and certain personalities or characters are revealed about a person, um, that's when it can become a challenge. So communication is one way. Differing communication style and differing ways that they communicate frustration is one thing. Um, another thing is expectations on both parts. I find that a lot of couples struggle because their expectation of their partner is very different than than what their partner's able to deliver or or they're often sitting there going, I didn't realize that's what you wanted from me. So again it boil it that kind of stems from communication as well. Another challenge is, is money. I mean a lot of couples struggle with money and financial decisions. So these are things that before going into it, you should kind of have a really clear vision of how you're going to, you know, spend money, the things you're going to save on. So money is, is another source of argument. And frankly, the the last um, and probably most challenging part for people is also difference in sexual attitude or sexual behavior once you're married. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. a topic all on its own. But you'll find, you know, the complaint is, there's not enough. There's too much. Um, this is the wrong time. Someone has a headache. You know. Mm-hmm, so right. those are the kind of issues that come up as well that happen once you are in your you know marital routine and things you know you, things um, are off uh, balance. And and those are some of the common reasons um, or issues that people struggle with couples.
2: Exactly and we could spend hours on each topic and we try to oh, yeah. <laughs> we try to just tackle one one at a time here with our podcast but it's always good to know ask different people what they see are the main things and then we can address them and just give our listeners an idea of what they are.
1: Yes. So I mean before going into and assuming you know depending on what stage of the relationship you're in it's always great In the beginning just like when you decide to set a goal for your life and you set a goal for your partner as a couple I think it's really important that you're aligned with these important things you know how are you gonna deal with sexual issues how are you going to communicate when one's needs aren't being met what is your communication style how do you want to dress each other when you're angry you know and when it comes to money Are you going to share money? Are you going to have a separate bank account? Are you going to pool stuff together? Are you going to have a vacation fund? You know, what is your style of money? Don't wait until you're already together. These are really important, you know, almost deal breakers in a way before you choose to, you know, walk down that path with someone. So definitely make sure that you've talked about those key issues.
2: Yeah, and, it, and it's funny, you mentioned all, all these different issues, and they're all separate things, but really, what we find time and again was the first one you mentioned, which is communication, and really, that's how, essentially, you're solving each one of those problems, so I want to hammer that in to our listeners of how important communication is solving all these relationship Absolutely. issues. For sure. Well, now... It's time to go into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first.
0: Well, my question uh, relates to the actual divorced guy or girl in the relationship. Now, one of the points is that not to be jealous of the guy or the girl who has been divorced in their previous relationship and children. But what advice would you give to the person who was divorced in dealing with maybe a jealous partner and their new partner?
1: Well, wow. it's it's really tough dealing with someone else's issues <laughs> mm-hmm. because yeah. um, it's you can be as supportive as you can and try not to impose your own views. So um, I, I really think in the the answer to that that question, the onus is always on the individual
0: to be able
1: to acknowledge that it's their feelings, you know, and and to own up to their feelings. And the best advice I can give. To the person who's dealing with the, their partner who has insecurity issues is to be as reassuring as possible and just being as happy as possible as well with themselves Mm -hmm. because most people who are insecure end up projecting that to their partner and, and to really measure or not whether it's time to really, you know, get more help, if you will. Because it's one thing to play the position of being supportive, but then there gets to a point where this kind of behavior and this kind of continual support also plays a role in your own psyche. So just manage your own happiness is the best advice that I can give and know when to offer help. Great advice.
2: My question does not have anything to do with the divorce stuff we've been talking about, but I just think it's really okay. interesting. And sure. I want to know what genetic matchmaking is.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, as you know, I'm the chief marketing officer at instantchemistry.com. And genetic matchmaking just basically takes a look at your genes from a genetic level. And you guys should take a look at it as well. And just it tells you, from your DNA how compatible you are uh, based on attraction according to your genes. So by taking this test it can tell you with a certain degree, what, with with scientific degree how compatible you are genetically and how attractive you'll find each other for long-term relationship. You can check that out at instantchemistry.com. It is very fascinating.
2: Uh, it sounds really interesting and if, if you guys are You know, if this is where it's going, then there may be no need for our podcast. Everyone's just going to be genetically matched perfectly.
1: Well, here's the thing. To answer that question, you know attraction is one of many, many factors. So independently, it's not enough. It's kind of like having a a great sexual partner, but there's nothing upstairs, Mm -hmm. or having a great intellectual partner, but no chemistry. This is just going to give you further insight into your relationship. So, as a standalone, I wouldn't. Uh, I think you, we still need our help, and we still need these podcasts, hundred percent. Okay. Excellent. So we're still in business. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah, we're still in business, guys.
2: Perfect. Well, we'll have to have you on to we'll delve a little bit more into that sometime.
1: Absolutely, we'd be happy to.
2: Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview: the lasting love round.
1: We'll ask you a
0: series of questions, and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting
1: relationship.
2: We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Carmelia, are you ready to help us build lasting love?
1: Absolutely.
0: What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship?
1: I think they need to ask each other helping questions. So uh, I read a blog from a fellow dating coach from a couple that was married for 50 years. And the one thing that the gentleman said to his partner every morning or every day at one point was, is there anything that I can do for you, dear? Mm -hmm. And that was one way that this couple kept in check of how they could serve each other. That's sweet. That
2: comes from 50 years of experience. I think they know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples?
1: Well, I mean I would love to recommend my ebook which is Finding the One. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate A to Z guide to attracting and keeping your soulmate. And then another book that I would recommend is The 30-Day Love Detox from Dr. Wendy Walsh, which talks about attachment theory. Which I think is a really is really important because we all have different attachment styles and it's quite insightful. That, that's another book that I would recommend.
0: Great. Well, those two books will be on our website at idupodcast.com on your show notes page.
1: Okay, fantastic.
0: We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds?
1: I thought about that question and I'll say it with a with a phrase that, was, that you guys have probably heard. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I don't want to take the romance out of a relationship, but I think as in life and as you go together in partnership that you should share your goals and your visions and create milestones together and just make sure that you're both in check and in line with each other's vision.
2: I love it. If you yeah. fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mhm.
1: And
0: it's almost like there will be times in your life where you probably will change throughout the relationship and communicating that with your partner will just help prevent those struggles.
1: Absolutely. But I think if you know where you're going and and you're doing it together kind of hand in hand that that partnership, feeling that you know you can still have other goals, but I think you should set goals as couple, and that way you're constantly in each other's corner and in check with the important milestones that you want to achieve, whether it's that house, that vacation, those kids, whatever it is. Because I think a lot of people, they enter marriage without a plan, just we love each other and things Mm -hmm. will fall into place. That's not a great way to, you know, that's all great, but in reality it probably um, leads to a negative outcome rather than, again, having a plan.
2: It's a little too idealistic, unfortunately.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be?
1: Oh, this is what I thought long and hard of. And I'm going to have to say that at the, at the end of a successful relationship, it always boils down to the individual. And if you're living your life as an individual – as a happy, healthy version of yourself and you include your partner in that, I think that's the best relationship advice I could give to anyone. And it, and this theme is recurring all the time. The most important relationship is the one you have with yourself and then you include your partner in that because it's not up to your partner to make you happy and, and expectations will ruin a lot of relationships. So expect the best from yourself and and share your partner in that.
0: Well, that's great advice. It's it's really just boils down to loving yourself, really, and then by loving yourself, you can be love loved. your be loved. Exactly.
1: Exactly, because you know your question earlier is how do you how do you you know give advice to somebody who's insecure? Well, the number one thing is that person. Why is that person insecure? You know, like deal with your insecurities, deal with your fears, deal with your deal with your. Um, relationship challenges, because you project that onto your partner, and those same issues end up becoming obstacles. So if you can try to be the best version of yourself, accepting yourself and loving yourself, that's the best place to start before you invite someone into that, because you invite them into everything about you. And if it's full of chaos and negativity, they're going to be part of that.
0: Well, that's awesome. And, and you've given us some Great tips today for people who are dating a divorced guy or girl. And we know that our listeners will really be able to relate to that. And we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice. And so let's finish by you telling our listeners where they can find you. And then we'll say goodbye.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, You can find me on my uh, personal site, which is www.carmeliaray.com. There you can also download my book, Finding the One. And as well, uh, through my main website, you can um, subscribe to my blog, which is datingloveandsextips.com, which gives advice about relationships, online dating, matchmaking, sex tips, and yeah, it was a, a pleasure, and you guys kept me on my toes, and I thank you so much for, for um, inviting me to this podcast. It's always a pleasure to share what I can um, with the dating people out there and, and those in relationships.
2: Well, thank you, and, and our listeners know they can find all the information, such as datingloveandsextips.com and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab, and you'll be in the archives.
0: And thanks again for taking your time, and we really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast.
2: Head on over to IDupodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice.
0: Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love?